One, Forever Alone is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction. It is created and narrated by J.A. Larock. This podcast is powered by ObsoleteGamer.com and the Mascot Studios Podcast Network. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Chapter 20 An Emotional Mistake I stared across the counter for what seemed like forever. I wanted to remember. This was when I made an emotional mistake. At the time, the store was mostly empty. Jonathan was hunched over his counter, looking pissed off. I was bored, standing behind my own counter waiting for a customer. Then I saw Christine near the photo lab, searching through a bin of bargain DVDs. Jonathan had met Christine during college orientation. They claimed they were only friends, and for the most part, acted like it. There were times, however, that Jonathan looked like he wanted to be more than friends. Honestly, I was tired of watching this dance play out. With Jonathan upset, I started out by trying to cheer him up, and at the same time, bring this dance between him and Christine to an end. Hey Jonathan, Christine's here. You gonna finally ask her out? When Jonathan was upset, he would sometimes lock himself inside his own mind to come up with a solution. Sometimes I believed he did it, just to lock other people out. That day I must have broken him out of himself. He looked up at me, as if I had woken him up from a deep sleep. Such bullshit, Jonathan yelled, just a bit too loud for my comfort. What? I was just asking. Jonathan realized his response was a bit too loud. He leaned over the counter, quickly looking around to make sure nobody had heard him. It's not that. I'm talking about my promotion and my raise. Oh, I figured it was something like that. So that's where you were. Well, what did she say? It was weird seeing Jonathan care about something as unimportant as a raise at a drugstore. This was the same person who used to lecture me about being who I am. The truth was, times changes everything. Yet another reason our friendship was doomed to fail. Man, she gave me some bullshit about needing more experience and exposure. She said that I should be patient and wait till I graduated. She must be on crack. Why would I want to work in a place like this once I had my degree? My attention was drawn to Christine, who was still searching through the bins. We'd only spent time together when Jonathan was there. I really didn't know that much about her, but there was something... I always liked about her. Whatever. Who cares about this job anyway, Jonathan? It's just something to do while we're in school. It really doesn't matter. It was almost a role reversal from our past, with me not caring and him caring too much. I care, Timothy, and it matters to me. 
It's the principal. I've been here two years now. I deserve it. Jonathan had to fight for everything he had ever wanted, and being friends with me didn't help. I always did better than him in school, and my family was always better off financially, specifically once my father received his promotion. When Jonathan felt he deserved something, he would not be denied. I liked that about him. Alright, fine Jonathan. If it's that important to you, then you need to go back there and stand up to her. The worst thing that can happen is she fires you, and if she does, I'll quit with you. You know I only started working here to hang out with you anyway. Jonathan looked back towards the manager's office. I could see he was still upset. He was contemplating his next move, going through the variables. I knew the look, because it was the same one that I have. Anyway, Jonathan, about Christine. I was interrupted by an older woman carrying a basket full of items who approached my counter. I wanted to talk to Jonathan about Christine and ask him if he was going to make a move or not. Even while checking out the lady's items, I could not stop looking at Christine. She was stunning. From her dark crimson hair and forest green eyes to her athletic shape and defined features. But it was more than just her physical attributes. In the passing conversations we had, I knew she was highly intelligent. And while she was emotional, she was also a rational woman. Sometimes we would debate on a subject and end up talking for hours. For me, a person who you are willing to spend time with, even if you were locked away trapped in the dark, is the kind of person who would be able to stand with you throughout your life. Halfway through checking out the woman's items, I saw Christine walk over towards Jonathan's station. He was still leaning over in deep thought. He did not look like he wanted to be bothered. I wanted to call out to her, to tell her to come over to me, but I didn't do that. Instead, I just watched and listened. Hey, Jonathan. Didn't see you when I came in. Maybe you can help me with something. Lola told me she found the departed on DVD in the bargain bin at the Walgreens on Clark Street. I didn't believe her until she showed me. It had the sticker and everything. Anyway, I checked in yours here and I didn't find it. Do you know if you guys have it somewhere? Christine did like Jonathan, but as I said, she was a rational woman. There were issues in Jonathan's life dealing with relationships. And although I never spoke to her about them and neither did he, she could feel it when talking and interacting with him. And yet, she was still willing to be friends and wait to see if something was ever to happen. If it's not in the bin, then we don't have it. Jonathan's response was cold. Not even lifting his head to acknowledge her, she quickly picked up that something was wrong. To have someone care for you, when you could care less, is rare. Do you guys perhaps have it in the back or behind a counter or something? One of the many bad habits Jonathan and I would share was ignoring people once we felt we had given our final answer. To continue to reiterate and clarify was pointless. Unfortunately, this usually caused more issues 
because the person or persons we did that to would only end up asking more questions. What's wrong with you, Jonathan? Why are you ignoring me? I'm just asking you, leave me alone! I told you we don't have it. What part of that do you don't understand? I don't have time for you. Jonathan's temper came from his father and his contempt for all things that aggravated him. While for the most part, I kept my anger contained, he was known to explode in an instant, and by the time he realized what he had done and wished to apologize, it was often too late. Christine stood in shock, staring ahead as Jonathan stormed off towards the back of the store. I could see that she was hurt, not so much because of his anger, but because I think she realized that Jonathan really would not be able or willing to make time for her. I handed the old woman her bag and stood there for a few seconds looking at Christine. There were so few women that I respected and could see myself creating something with. To have her stand there, hurt over someone who would never be her equal, disturbed me. Christine, Jonathan didn't mean that. It's just been a bad day for him, that's all. It was not that I did not believe that Jonathan was worthy of Christine. That would be childish. But he was not ready for a relationship. That I knew. I only wanted to preserve the friendship that we all had. It was not my intention to hurt him. A bad day? More like a bad year. He's been so quick to get angry for a while now. I don't understand what happened. I thought that when you and he made up, things would get better, but I guess not. What Christine did not know was that Jonathan would often reveal a lot of information about himself in order to keep hidden what he really did not want people to know. It was a tactic he learned from me. People so often pretend that they care about what's going on in your life when truly they do not. I would never tell her about his father's illness and growing financial problems. Even with me, he would only share the tiniest bit of information, just enough so I would not ask further questions. Hey listen, I have The Departed on DVD at home. If you want, I can bring it with me to work tomorrow. You can borrow it as long as you... Oh wait, I forgot. I'm off tomorrow. Well, I can bring it to work on Monday. If that's okay. Well, I really wanted to watch it today. What are you doing tonight? My eyes gazed over to Jonathan's checkout station. That moment reminded me of being in a car driving out of control towards an intersection. I could see it coming, but could not do anything about it. No, that was not true. There was something I could have done. Not get in the car. Um, I'm not doing anything. If you want, you can come over to my place. My dad just bought a plasma television. We can break it in with the movie. She smiled at me, and for a moment, I had no other thoughts in my mind. Whatever my hesitations were before, right there, right then, Everything felt right. That sounds great. 
What time did you get off? Uh, nine. There was one time Christine and I were alone together. Jonathan had cut himself working on his car. We rushed him to the hospital and waited for hours in the emergency room. That was the first time we talked about our feelings, mostly about our relationship with Jonathan. I believed it was then that I knew I wanted her, and as she exited the store, I knew that my actions would lead to the end of Jonathan and my friendship. All right then, nine o'clock, your place. I'll see you then. I saw Jonathan return to his station out the corner of my eye. I turned to him just as Christine left. He was smiling from ear to ear, his eyes bright and happy. There was nothing I could do but stare at him. Man, Timothy, you were right. What you said worked as usual. I went in there and I confronted her. I told her I deserved the raise and the promotion. And guess what? She gave it to me. I used to wish that life was like a choose-your-own-adventure book, where when you came upon defining moments in your life where your actions could lead you to one place or another, that you could flip to the pages for each decision and see the outcome so you could make the right choice. There was something I could have done at that moment. I could have done what I'd always done when something difficult was before us. We could have worked it out as two rational people. I could have saved the friendship. I didn't do that. That's good. I knew you would get it if you went in there. You always have my back, man. Always coming through. I watched his smile fade as he looked around the store for any sign of Christine. He looked back at me after seeing no signs of her. It was my final chance to fix everything. Damn, she left? Shit. I know I pissed her off again. I didn't mean to, it was just... Hey, did she say anything to you? Uh... No. She just... She just left. My pause went unnoticed. I was very good at hiding what was inside of me. If one can suppress and hide their feelings, then they can truly lie without being discovered. Not a skill to be proud of to be sure, but nevertheless a skill. Where was my rational thought at that moment? I do not have an answer for that. What I made was an emotional mistake, one that cost me dearly. <sighs> That's just great. I'm going to have to call her and make up for all of this. I swear, it's too much trouble sometimes. And I was going to ask her out after I got the promotion. Now I'm going to have to fix this first. Anyway, I'm off shift. I'm going to go home and shower. You want to catch a movie after your shift? Um, I, I can't. I have family stuff. Maybe tomorrow? Watching him nod towards me as he walked away from the counter, I expected to get caught right away. Christine did not tell him where she was that night 
and we agreed to keep our relationship from him for several weeks. Jonathan was not stupid and soon found out. In the end, he was more upset because of our lies and keeping it from him than anything else. What he knew, and I knew, that killed him inside was that when it came time for me to prevent all of this, I did not. I allowed him to walk out thinking he could trust me. Worse than that was that I never told him that it was not much of a struggle as it might have seemed. I accepted that I was putting an end to our relationship, and honestly, at that time, I did not care. The lights in the store went dark, breaking me from my thoughts. Only a few emergency lights remained lit. I grabbed my backpack and pushed the sliding doors open and stepped out onto the sidewalk. For several blocks, there was nothing but darkness. I could not even see the moon. The skies were thick with black smoke, and the only light came from the fires illuminating the street with an eerie hellish glow. I tied a piece of cloth around my mouth and nose and started my bike. I was done with memories. It was time to head back home. Next time. Chapter 21